Thank you for listening to the BJJ Brick Podcast. We'll be bringing you Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and good times. We hope to flatten your Jiu-Jitsu learning curve, help you get the most out of your grappling ability, and meet your goals both on and off the mat. Welcome back, my friends. Episode 67 of the BJJ Brick Podcast. Uh, this is Gary, and I'm here with my uh, co-host, main event, Byron Jabara. How are you today, Byron? Gary, I'm doing great. How are you, man? I am doing great, and I'm really excited for today's episode. Uh, today we have, uh, first of all, a quote from uh, Rafael Lovato Jr. If you didn't check out our episode last week with him on it, definitely go back and check it out. And then we have an interview with uh, Christian Graugart from uh, BJJ Globetrotters. I'm sure most of you guys have heard of him, and uh, it's going to be a great, great interview. Yep, and we do have an article from uh, White Belt Survival Strategy. And I know we've had uh, articles from him before from White Belt Survival Strategy. Great site. Check it out. So, great episode coming up, guys. We're looking forward to it. Uh, let's get a few things off the uh, list of stuff to talk about before we get to anything huge, I guess. Yep. Should we check them off after we've talked about it? <laughs> <laughs> that would be one way to do it, I suppose. But um, we're looking at maybe doing a listener question episode. And if it goes well, maybe having like a regular thing, either monthly or every two months. Um, so if you have a question, uh, bjjbrick at gmail.com is a easy way to get to send us a question. Just put like a subject in the subject line, like, you know, question for podcast. Or you can send us a question on our Facebook page as a message. We tried it once before, the question for Gary, and that didn't work out too good. So we thought we'd... You know, and turn it into a regular episode piece, something a little more serious and yeah. hopefully help people's games out. The question for Gary was like an off-topic question meant to yeah. kind of just see what was going on. These are going to be real questions, and hopefully we can get five or so and put them on an episode and uh, and just talk about them and, and expand, our, expand our knowledge. Yeah, and I think most people have similar questions, you know, in the community. You know, you, when you're starting out or when you've been out for a while, you're going to have similar questions. And that's one thing that Christian talks about in his interview, like – Similar trends are happening all over the world. You know, if everyone this year at Worlds does a new guard, all over the world, people are going to start to try to that, try to figure it out and do that. And, and I think there's the same with basic questions about starting jujitsu and 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 finding your game and competition. You know, questions. So if you have the question, I'm sure a lot of other people do as well. Yeah, and you know, don't be afraid to ask a question. It's going to help help everybody out, and uh, it's going to help us out too. Talking about it and uh, expanding, broadening our knowledge on it. That's right, Gary. We also have a, a newsletter that goes out every week. It's mostly our. Uh, like the the notes from the podcast, which you can get online as well at, at the at dot com. But there's also uh, so far there's three audiobooks on there about uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, breaking your limits, how to compete in a BJJ tournament even if you are busy, and tilt, how to make your BJJ game more balanced. So uh, they're just a little short, almost like a little short podcast. And those are for free, so definitely uh, sign up, get those for free, and. And uh, hopefully help your game a little bit. Yep. And if you can't find it at the bottom of the newsletter, there's a little link to a Dropbox folder that says, hey, here's where the audiobooks are. And uh, that's where they are. Perfect. So trying to get that going gradually before I end up sending out a huge thing and, and making Dropbox mad at me because I don't know if they're intended for people to do that. But there's no way that, that seems to be the best way for me to distribute uh, those little audiobooks. So. And it works good. So yeah. that's all that counts. 
All right, Gary, let's get on with our quote of the week. It is from Rafael Lovato Jr. Here we go. Yeah, actually, the one that I, I use on my gi, it's on one of my shirts, too. Um, it's from my favorite author, Napoleon Hill, and that is, Victory is always possible for the person who refuses to stop fighting. And what does that mean to you? How do you break that? To me, that's just like... I mean, it's kind of, um, you know, like jujitsu, you know, um, anything is possible if you never quit, you know, you can always reach back black belt if you never stop, if you never, you know, if you refuse to stop fighting, you know, you keep working, you keep doing your best, you overcome all the temporary failures and keep working towards that goal, keep learning and, uh, anything is possible if, if you have that mindset. Cool. Yeah. Life's going to throw a lot of little failures at you, uh, no matter who you are. And just keep grinding through and, and, and don't quit and, and you'll accomplish your goals eventually. I like that. Yes. Victory is always possible for the person who refuses to stop fighting. That was Napoleon Hill and that was pre- presented by uh, Rafael Lovato Jr. You know, that is so true. And if you just keep going, don't quit. Just have that attitude. Good things are going to fall in place, yeah. you know, on the mat, in life, you know, everywhere you're at. It, I mean, if you kind of break it, look at it, it's always possible. Like, like the day, like you could set a, a goal so hard to reach that it's unlikely, but it's possible. But the day you say, "I give up, I'm not going to do yeah. it anymore," it's no longer There's, possible. You have no possibility. Yeah. I can think back. I had been training about a month, and it's funny because I still think about this day to day. It's like one of the times that brings back good memories. But I was training with a guy, and uh, he was just smashing me. And I was horrible at this time, and we were probably a good, felt like 20 minutes in, but it's probably more like five. <laughs> but I was just getting killed and putting up no offense, just defending and defending and defending. And I'd only been training a short time. And all of a sudden, like I said, after it felt like, you know, 15 minutes, but it's probably five. Next thing I know, I, I come out the back door and I put a rear naked choke on and finish it. And that was like the best one of the best feelings I've ever got. I just remember just getting smoked and smoked and smoked and thinking, why am I doing this? And, but I never quit, you know, yeah. it, it just kept going and going. And then all of a sudden I got in a good position and the person made a mistake and I took advantage. And I just remember, I was like, man, that's what's so cool about this sport. No matter how bad you're getting beat, you always have that chance. If you do not stop fighting. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, I, I was thinking more like long term, but you're true. Like a short term, as long yeah. as you don't quit. Yeah. I mean, this thing about points, yeah. And, and things like, unless you submit the guy, he always has a chance to, yeah. to win. Yeah. You can be up 20 to sip. Just keep that arm out there. <laughs> you were up 20 to sip. And, I, and, and I, I think that story you just shared uh, is familiar to most people that they feel like this is not – doesn't work, it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And then it does work. Yeah. You know, that's the point when you realize this guy is capable of, of beating me up and he's doing it all the time. And then finally – Get like a little bit of a the tables turn there, and it and it's not like you versus him, but it's like what I'm learning actually works. Works, yeah. yeah. So I think everybody has, or most people probably have an experience like that. Unless yeah. you came in, it was real easy for most you. Most people can really relate to that, you know, Napoleon yeah. Hill quote right there, and and I think it's an awesome quote. All right, Gary, the music is telling us to get moving. We've got our article of the week. Uh, you could find this article at whitebeltsurvivalstrategy.blogspot.com or go to our uh, show notes and we'll send you uh, there via a link that we have uh, 
crafted there. Man, I said that poorly. Uh, we will have a link <laughs> on our page that'll take you to White Belt Survival Guide or the White Belt Survival Strategy for staying motivated for BJJ. Yep. And that is a big thing, you know, especially here, you know, January. Most people set a set a goal uh, to start working out, you know, January 1st. And uh, a lot of people are getting back into jujitsu and it's tough to stay motivated, even if you've been doing it a long time. You, you have those peaks and valleys and it's trying to stay motivated and, and staying at jujitsu. Yeah. He mentions like the honeymoon is over. Like the idea of this is like a new thing and that it's all exciting. That idea, it passes at one point in time and it becomes, you know, maybe more routine or it becomes, uh, you get discouraged. You know, like when you, at the beginning, you're not supposed to be good. But after a while, you you kind of get good, and then you have those days when you kind of get set back, like you said, like a valley. Yeah. And it's like, man, I'm, uh, yesterday I was doing good. Today I'm doing terrible. Tomorrow I'll probably be even worse. And the next day I'll be doing good again. And there's people who will quit, you know, in those valleys. They just get frustrated. They uh, they give up. And and like Rafael Lovato said earlier on that quote, if you just keep going and you don't stop, you can become a black belt. Yeah, and it's like even in those valleys, we're all going to have some rough times. How do you stay motivated to keep to get out of that valley, to keep going, to keep having fun, to come to practice with a smile on your face? Yeah, he and he also mentions like having self self doubt about yourself and and what you're doing on the mat, and and he he refers to think about how good you are when you started versus you now and how much you've grown you know it, of course your growth your growth the first few weeks whether you feel it or not is pretty good and then it, it's you kind of it does kind of slow down because you learn so much you don't even if you don't even know what a guard is and you go in there and you learn about the guard and the side control and some basic stuff you've learned a ton of stuff but you're never going to learn that fast yeah you know anymore but but you still need to keep progressing and, and getting better because you're still laying down your the the basics of, of what you're learning and like you said you're getting better every day sometimes you just don't see it and then you get to that point there's like information overload you need to go back you need to cement the little things you've learned and, and you're just going to get that much better yeah he likes to watch uh the Stuart cooper films when he's feeling like he's under motivated and that always kind of those are great great those films. are fun yeah Another thing that I think uh, bothers some people sometimes is the lack of getting promoted, or you feel like you're being not promoted when you, when you should be. Um, I think this is—I hate to say—is more common than, than I, I, I think realize. It's, yeah, I think it's really pretty common. I just don't think a lot of times people talk about it to an upper belt like yourself. Um, you know, you really don't want to talk about it to the black belt. It doesn't sound that great. Yeah, I, you know, it's. I also wouldn't want to talk to about a, a guy who's been. You know, not worried about promoting at all either. You yeah, know, like that's that, scary. Yeah, he he doesn't he yeah. goes and trains. See, I have and has trouble understanding this one. Yeah, but I, I can see it happening, and I have heard it happening. You know, for me, it's like no big deal. But some people, it is a big deal, and that's the thing. We're all different. Just because it doesn't bother me, it can bother other people. Yeah. And you have to realize that each one of us are different, especially if you're an instructor. Everybody's going to be motivated a little bit differently. Yeah, and there are, I guess. I'm trying to think of why somebody want to be promoted. There are different reasons why you chicks, have this feeling. Chicks dig the black belt. Most girls don't even care about jujitsu. I promise you this. Uh, getting well, Winning well, a major title. Well, I guess I'm quitting then. <laughs> winning a major title in jujitsu. It won't really help you get uh, to know any any ladies. I don't know about if that. If you lack the skill in that, Maybe you, you the, need to work on that a little the bit. The jujitsu ladies. It's like... 
I don't know. I think I don't it's know a if you're deal. a jerk. You're a jerk if if you're not able to to talk to and and meet nice young ladies. It's not going to happen. You got to got to learn different skills. Or old ladies, however, whatever category you uh, happen to be in or, or prefer, I guess. <laughs> so you threw the old lady one out for me. <laughs> okay, neither one of us are singles, so uh, <laughs> nobody get too carried away here. But uh, thinking of like, yeah, you know, you say chicks and, and we're joking around here, but really, people do like to post their belt on Facebook, yeah. and that might be some form of motivation. Like, yeah, like we talk about motivation there, and. You see, there's a lot of people who like post every day that they're training. Yeah, and I think that's one of the ways they motivate themselves. They want other people to know. And yeah, I mean, to be honest, I think some people want people to know how much of a badass you are. Yeah, when you're in a social gathering and they say, "Oh, I've heard you do jujitsu," and they say, "How how long have you been doing it? How good are you? Whatever," and you have to say, "I'm a white belt." That might kind of hurt a little bit. Maybe I, it's been. I would say it with pride when I was a white belt, but I was a white belt amongst a bunch of white belts in a, in a blue and a purple. I yeah. mean, it was just... We all, did we even have a purple in town? We, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah we had one, one purple. But it was just like the fact that you were doing it. And that's yeah. and really, if you're telling doing somebody... It, I, I look at anybody, how many white belts have you seen out there that are just incredible? People just get out there on the mat and do it. You've got so much respect yeah. for me. I, I look at you in a whole other light. And yeah. so the hardest part is to get out there and do it. If you're worried, it doesn't matter if you're a white belt. You've got my respect. Yeah. If, if you're worried about the way your friends view you as a white belt versus how they're going to think of you as a blue belt, they don't have any idea. Yeah. They have no clue what a blue belt is. You will love this belt. story. My son is seven years old. Yeah. And we just moved uh, across the tracks, uh, basically. <laughs> we live in the same community. We just now, my kids go to different schools in that community. And uh, my son, who's seven, I was asking him about the new kids he met in class. And one of the kids he met in class, his name is Tomas. I'm not sure what his last name is, and I wouldn't say it anyhow, but Tomas, Connor was telling me, is testing for his black belt this week. <laughs> and he's seven. Good luck. Uh, what, what sport is this in? What martial art? I, I, I really don't know. I don't want to trash a belt or, you know, trash an art by saying, you know, I'm just guessing, but... But it's definitely not uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah, that's, you can't have that till you're 18. Yeah. It's, but I just thought it was funny, a, a seven-year-old black, black belt. belt. Yeah, that's, it's mind-blowing to think that that, yeah. and that's a common occurrence. Yeah. Uh, I was laughing for a good 10 minutes, <laughs> and Connor so, couldn't understand why. But, but if, if part of your motivation is, is not having a belt to, for social purposes, like your friends may not realize it, how, how good you are, your friends know that there are seven-year-old black belts out there. Yeah. So as you come in and say, I'm a blue belt, that really still doesn't mean anything to them. The fact that you train hard and you're and – you're, what happens on the mat is what's important. Not, yeah. Your friends either know that, yeah. they know that they're welcome but, to come train with you. and that's, Which they normally won't. Yeah. But the other thing that you have going, which – I don't think it's much of a stigma as a black belt because anybody who really doesn't understand jiu-jitsu that much thinks you're an MMA fighter. So no matter yeah. what, you almost get that instant respect. Even you know if you say you're a white belt and they're like, "Oh man, you train jiu-jitsu," and it's that jiu-jitsu factor. They all think you're you know Anderson Silva. They think you're you're a professional fighter. They don't realize that uh, you know we we basically do wrestling with submissions. Yeah, they're thinking that uh, we're punching, kicking, kneeing, and uh, really, that's farthest thing from what I do. Yeah, to get uh, back on the article here a little bit. Um, so I think we covered the the yeah. belt uh, thing pretty pretty in depth. Yeah, but uh, one of the main motivations for training 
is going to be your friends are there. That's what I think. I'm, if I'm kind of feeling like I'm a little tired, I'm uh, like up for it. I maybe I worked out in the morning, or I I'm just not feeling. It. Well, all my I have this time off, and I'm not going to do anything. All my buddies are at the gym. Yeah. They're all there ready. Yeah, you're going to see your friends. Gonna, yeah, so go train. Like, yeah. and that's that becomes a social thing to hang out and have a good time and laugh. And by the time it's time to roll. I'm usually yeah. ready. I'm usually yeah. happy to, that I Yeah, win. and you're seeing your friends. So the minute you walk in that door, you're smiling because somebody's going to start making fun of you. Yeah, you they make in. fun of me constantly, yeah. Gary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I also like his, his last paragraph there. You know, in closing, don't get caught up in the doldrums. This is the best part. The best medicine for jiu-jitsu valleys is to go to jiu-jitsu. That is so true. Yeah. You just go. You're going to get out of that valley you're in the more times you're training. Just, you know. Just go there, and I like his little quote: uh, "Be like, be like Dory from uh, Disney's Finding Nemo. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming." Which one is Dory? Dory was the uh, kind of crazy guy, kind of the one of the crazy funny, guy, the crazy fish. Oh, fish! Always, tr- you know, trying to help Nemo or whatever. The blue one? I think it was the clown. Was it a fish. girl? I think I don't know. Okay, we Dory don't know what guy. Okay, Dory sounds like a. Well, maybe well Dorian Yates, that was a guy. I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> he used to be a professional bodybuilder. Oh, nice. Well, he probably still is. Pretty good looking guy? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not single, remember? Oh, yes. Anyway, so we uh, we this has been fun. We kind of spiraled off topic several times here, but it's a, it's a really good article, uh, especially if you find yourself in that situation. Uh, you know, this, the bad thing is that if you're lacking motivation, you may not – like even feel like going to look on the on a website to get some help with that. So maybe reading it a little in advance, watch a couple of those films, kind of have them ready to go. If you're like, ah, oh, I'm feeling kind of blue today, I don't want to go train. That way you kind of know, hey, this is hitting me. I don't want it to actually yeah. affect what I'm doing. And my big thing is remember why you started jujitsu, and and, and, what and what it's done for you. You know, if you came in for self defense, uh, there's probably a better place to meet chicks. <laughs> but. Uh, but you know, if it came for self defense and 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 revisit that, and that should be a motivating factor. If you came in and wanted to just to have a social gathering, a lot of people enjoy the uh, the physical aspect of it. And yeah. you know, in today's yep. modern Weight world, loss. think how many people you've seen you know drop forty, fifty pounds, yeah. getting that much better shape. Yeah, absolutely, Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. A, a lot of times today, though, you go to work, you, you go home, your family, you go to bed, you go. To, it's like a cycle. And there's and, and throwing that little bit of a, like a. Like a little bit of that combat, you know, we're not hurting each other, but like that physical, you know, pushing each other, that that really kind of mixes things up a little bit. Yeah. Even just twice a week or once a week, it, yeah. it makes a difference. In and I tell you, you just that physicalness, that confidence I got from jujitsu made me a better person outside the mat. It really did. It really helped my work. I look at it any time that I have something to do at work. Yeah. This is nothing compared to uh, getting on the mat with Byron or some of these other skilled monsters. It's I, I look at it and it gives me that inner confidence that i can do this you know i've been put in so many uncomfortable positions in jiu-jitsu nothing makes me uncomfortable so it's good to be a little uncomfortable while you train and just get True. through that and, and learn so gary let's get on with our interview of the week he talks a little bit about doing the europeans uh, that just happened uh, just recently here so before this is the interview took place a week ago uh like at six in the morning so i was yeah. a little bit uh I was happy to get him on the line, but it was it was bright and early. But it was actually before the European uh, Championship, so uh, he talked about that a little bit. But uh, yeah. but uh, that's now in the past. So he is the most interesting grappler in the world. 
He once farted during open mat. The smell was so spectacular. Eddie Bravo named a guard after it. His sweat pattern on the mat once looked like the Mona Lisa. Legend has it, his toehold is the reason why Bigfoot limps. A local gang set out to put graffiti on his academy. Somehow they ended up giving him a five-star review on Yelp. I don't always listen to podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the BJJ Brick podcast. Stay sweaty, my friends. All right, my friends, I'm happy to introduce Christian Graugart to the BJJ Brick podcast. Um, he's known for being the BJJ Globetrotter. How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Good. It's a little bit cold and snowy here in Copenhagen, but I am trying to get my day started and get to the gym. Well, that sounds, you know, if you get past the snow and stuff, it sounds like you'll have a good day. Yeah, yeah nice and easy. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure. What uh, do you want to know? <laughs> um, well, you, you are a, a a black belt. That is true. And in a couple of years ago, you went on a, like a long trip, basically like around the world, uh, training yeah. at various gyms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've, I'm from Copenhagen, Denmark, first of all, and okay. I am currently 32 years old. Feel like 31, but um, all right. Um, and uh, yeah, a few years back, I got the idea of doing like a super intense round the world trip. Uh, and I visited a lot of places, like stayed every place for two or three days. And um, that was uh, an interesting experience. And uh, is a lot of things have just been spinning off of that since I got home. And yeah, so that's that's where we are now. And yeah, black belts, the magical black belt. That is true. <laughs> you you weren't a black belt when you were traveling, were you? No, no, I was a brown belt. Okay. What, and, uh, what was the... The, the idea of the big trip, how did that come about? Um, I just one day thought, hey, I'm going to travel around the world. And then the next thought was, that's the best idea ever. And then I started planning it. That was it, basically. <laughs> I, yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been um, uh, basically when we started training in, in Denmark, there was no jiu-jitsu at all, like 15 years ago. And uh, so I just started traveling a little bit to learn stuff this was way back before youtube and uh we only had a few vhs tapes like and it was very difficult to get hold of any information basically so i traveled a lot to learn jiu-jitsu and uh yeah that was just kind of a, a a thing i did every year and then one year i thought hey um i don't know where to go i had like five or six destinations i would like to visit and i looked at the like a world map uh, and uh, I realized I should just do them all, basically, and do like around the world thing. And uh, that quickly evolved into uh, uh, from like five destinations to uh, I don't even remember. I think I went to like fifty-six gyms in almost as many countries. So it turned out to be pretty extreme and interesting. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at your. At, at bjglobetrotter.com there's different than bjglobetrotters but it, you were on the road for uh, 140 days yeah and it's got a list of all the places you were that's really that's a really neat way to 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 learn jiu-jitsu and bring it back home 
Yeah, it was great. It was uh, it was a really good experience. Uh, one of the best projects I've done in my life, definitely, and uh, I will highly recommend it. I loved it. It was uh, it was super intense. I, and this was in 2011. I remember when that was like like a few months after it started. I found I kind of stumbled upon the website, and I'm, I'm like, "How is this guy doing this?" Like, I thought <laughs> I thought for sure you were like traveling for business or something like that, and you just happened to always go to a gym and, and check it out. Uh, it was th- that's not the case. No, no, no. I I decided to to just to just, just leave. To travel. That's yeah, cool for for no other reason. It was uh, it was really good, good experience. What do you now that you're home in in, in training? What do you do off the mat? Uh, I sleep and uh, buy groceries. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. So is yeah. is jiu jitsu your full time job? Uh, I wouldn't call it a job, but it's what I do. What you do? Time, okay, yeah. that's and, cool. Uh, yeah, I have a kid now, a year and a half old uh, son, and um, yeah, so I spend a lot of time just uh, doing dishes and buying diapers and stuff. So oh, well. uh, that's it. And then I have a lot of ideas of things I do with like a lot of projects, but I don't really have like an office job or anything. I I retired in two thousand and five. Well, congratulations on the new addition to your family. Thank you. Could you? I'm trying to picture like uh, like your style. Would would you like to do it for for your game? Can you kind of describe that a little bit? Mm, anything really. I uh, I I don't really have like ambitions of becoming the best jujitsu guy ever because I will never become the best jujitsu guy ever. And uh, I don't really build my game around what works best or is most efficient or. Will win more, more competitions, but um, I just really enjoy training. I just really enjoy to roll, so I'll do whatever. And uh, I uh, I don't play like a special style or game. And also because I teach a lot of people, so I think that with that in mind, I need to have like a very broad range of skills. So um, I can't just do like a, a specific competition game plan that I'm going to try and pull off in 100 competitions so I, I just do all kinds of stuff I, I like all games and I like grappling just for grappling I like gi no gi uh, I used to like a lot of self-defense training and uh, yeah I, I like all aspects of grappling and I like all of it I don't really do anything specific now so whatever works I just like to pull off cool stuff just like to have fun and, and to get on the mat and yeah and, yeah that's, That's cool. it. And I have periods where I go like 100% competition mode and just roll like uh, with a killer instinct style, yeah. you know, and, and try to really beat everyone on the mat. And then I have periods where I just play around and do goofy stuff. So I, I wouldn't say that I have like one style. It's good to change things up a little bit. And and, and I, I I really like how some days or sometimes you're, you're – aggressive and trying really hard and other days you're more relaxed and, and you're seeing yeah. how things happen yeah, i think that's a good way to learn most definitely yeah that's that's how i like to do it yeah. so i having been to so many different jiu-jitsu gyms can you think of like a reoccurring theme that that most of them have or something that they do i will say that everybody's pretty much doing the same thing around the world <laughs> i think jiu-jitsu now and 10 years ago is is uh, the community as a whole is is a completely different thing because of the internet. So, like, sharing information through uh, through the internet, traveling, and, like, the community is just so big that I think 10 years ago you could hide somewhere in, 
I was about to say the Amazon, but you could probably hide anywhere in the world and have invented like I don't know half guard or something, and then just turn up at the worlds and beat everyone with that. But but with today's technology and how small the world is, that's just impossible. So what I really found, no matter where I I, I went, people seem to do pretty much the same things. Like you, you know, at, at that point the. Um, Inverted de la Hiva was was really the shit, and uh, everybody, if, all white belts and black belts, were basically doing just that when I traveled, no matter where I was. Really? So, yeah. That's funny. That's. So I think you know immediately when some you know back then I, I remember in in the old Pride or something I think Minotauro yeah was, su- was suddenly submitting everyone with like anaconda joke, and everybody's like, what? Where did that come from? Nobody ever saw that that before, and, and like six months later, it's it's like. White Belt 101. And the same with like Marcelo Garcia doing like X-Guard and just smashing everyone in the world, X-Guard sweeping everyone. Nobody knows what, what's going on. And then like a few months later, there's, like, everybody knows how to do X-Guard. It's like, ah, you're doing the X-Guard again. That's, that's, that's for noobs, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I think, and, and with the internet, this stuff just spreads so quickly. I mean, who, who, who hasn't been at least... Um, trying to train like Berimbolo a little bit I mean you see that everywhere now if, if this was 10 years ago you would never it wouldn't have spread spread like that so yeah. I think yeah. I think the community is, is super tight knit and, and it's uh, I don't think you can have like regional games or anything I, I don't think that, that that exists anymore so you think that that happens a lot like all, all over the world the students are, are trying uh, Berimbolo because Absolutely. that's the that's the the current flavor, Absolutely. I guess. Yeah, just wait till I'm. I'm waiting to see what the 2015 craze is going to be. So, what do you like to teach your students that are new when you see them doing? Because I wouldn't consider that to be a a, a basic technique that I would no, want, want no. a student with a white belt doing on a regular basis. No, so, I just, I just, I have like a beginner's class where I just start bottom, like from the from scratch. You know, just talk about the positions and postures and like. Uh, all the basic stuff, like concepts and stuff. That's what I mostly do in that that class. And uh, and then I have an advanced class where we kind of mix it up a little bit. I did like I've done like six months of just guard in that class, and and then I might do like positional sparring for a year or something. You know, just uh, I, I tell the guys that we might do just one thing for a, for a long time, but I mean we're not we're not really going anywhere. Nobody has anything else to do, so we're going to be there anyway. So and. Uh, or uh, or maybe I, I'll, I'll have a period where I kind of address like you know trends, modern games, how, how to uh, at least try to to make people learn it or or defend it. So so that's how I kind of mix it up. I have these two. Actually, I have three different classes. I also run like a competition class with, which is way more like specific. All right, this is what everybody's trying to do at the moment, so we're going to try to defend that kind of thing. I see. Do you prefer to? So if you're picking up. The techniques, like uh, I'm in uh, Wichita, Kansas. I'm in the middle of the U.S. There's not yeah. a whole lot of jujitsu, like real close. Like I'm not on one of the coasts, if that makes sense. Or yeah. yeah. the jujitsu seems to be focused. Um, you're, you're not in what we Europeans would call the U.S. <laughs> you're I guess. In between. <laughs> I'm in between. I'm in. I'm in like the the de- the desert area, the plain. <laughs> but um, but so we, we have we do have uh, instructors from from all over the US occasionally we'll stop by and, and teach a seminar or something like that. But a lot of a lot of learning is done off of um 
at least the new techniques, you kind of have to either watch YouTube or DVDs or or, or in apps. How do you prefer to to bring in uh, kind of or study the new material? Um, competition usually. Yeah, we just go and compete, and then we get our asses kicked, and then we go home and figure out what happened. That's that's usually it. So uh, that's how it works usually, right? Then we know at least what we need to work on. So I'm very excited about competing in the Europeans uh, Saturday and uh, find out what I need to work on. It's going to be very obvious, probably. <laughs> that sounds exciting. Like for instance, I never ever trained fifty fifty guard because I don't know why. It's I just it doesn't interest me. But I know one day someone is going to absolutely kick my ass, like wreck me with the fifty fifty in competition, and then I'm going to have to do it. So I'm just waiting for that to happen. Might be Saturday. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it's, it's, so if if you're out there, whoever's in, <laughs> in my bracket, if you hear this, try fifty fifty, and it will be my project for the next six months. There you go. It's always motivating if you do get beat by something that you don't understand. Yeah, that's right. That's because it uh, reminds me of what I really need to work on. Yeah, and you and you know that it works well because you've experienced the other end of it. Absolutely, yeah. So you got a lot of. Uh, you seem like to be a, a guy that likes to start projects and do things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's my thing. What do you have going on now? Uh, I'm I'm looking at my whiteboard here in front of me, and there's a lot of things. So uh, I don't know where to start really. I uh, yeah, I've I've always been like, um, you know, I I can't help it if I get an idea. My I, I I hate myself if I don't try to realize it. So that's that's basically what I've been doing forever. So and now uh, with the whole. The whole travel there that, that that kind of spun off a lot of ideas and projects and and now a few years later I I'm just like drowning in things I I need to do otherwise uh, I'm I'm gonna feel like I, I let myself down so so yeah when I, after I came home from the, from the trip I wrote a book about it about the trip and that kind of spun off uh, a lot of people coming to visit and. Um, because they read the book, they just came by for training, and uh, I thought a lot of people started coming every week. And then I thought, hey, we should try to get these people together and just come uh, like one week instead. And uh, that kind of ended up in um, we did some training camps in my gym, smaller ones. The first one was like twenty five people, and now last year we had two camps in the summer with one hundred and fifty people in each. So that kind of exploded into a really really great project, and. Uh, yeah, my main, I would say my main project at the moment is is the the BJJ Globetrotters community, okay. uh, which is, um, it's a long story, <laughs> I would say, but um, I would I would encourage people to just check out BJJGlobetrotters.com, which is, uh, it's basically a community. It, it's, it's, it kind of started as a, as a team, as a jiu-jitsu team, but, um. But the idea of it is really against teams. Like it's like an, uh, it's it's more like a message of being open minded and actively f- like fighting politics. And uh, everyone should train with everyone. And like uh, and it's it, I, I kind of realized at a point this is actually a completely hypocrite team because it's a team against teams. So it's it's kind of evolved more into like a community thing of uh, people who just like to travel and. Um, and socialize and meet other people and go to other gyms and now it's um, it's gotten pretty huge. I mean, we've we've got this Facebook group where uh, people are like constantly writing. I'm going here and here. Is anybody there? And they get like 100 replies. 
uh, yeah, come visit me and sleep on my couch. And uh, it's basically my trip, which kind of is exploded into a community that everyone can use. And uh, now we have like a couch uh, surfing service where people can can make like an ad if they want to invite someone. We have these uh, training camps, which uh, evolved into camps around the world basically i'm doing a snowboard camp in austria we do a surf camp in el salvador a party camp in copenhagen this summer and summer camp in belgium and i'm doing my first uh u.s camp in august which i still have the last details to set there and you can also register for the team affiliate as affiliated academy where i believe that affiliation is should be nothing more than just training and friendship uh instead of the traditional affiliation which is basically a business friendship or friendship business uh, so um so yeah it's it's all built around the like the a few foundational roles which can never change basically uh, no matter what uh, and it's like uh you can read it on the website but but really quickly it's like there's no money involved there's no fees or anything and uh, you can represent anyone you want wear any patch you want uh actively encourage people to train other places like you're not allowed to if, if you're an affiliate, you're not allowed to tell people they cannot go somewhere else to train, for instance. And you have to let uh, everyone else, visitors, train a week for free. And uh, very importantly, um, we, I want to um, focus on like um, that everybody's equal on and off the mats. I mean, I, I see a lot of – I don't like the, the whole hierarchy thing of jiu-jitsu where if you're a black belt, you're – pretty cool guy even though you might be a complete dick right yeah. so uh, <laughs> so um so i think it's very important that that we focus on white belts or real people too and uh and uh yeah and everyone can basically be your next best friend no matter what where they are in the, the fantasy hierarchy that is jiu-jitsu belts so that's there's a, a short introduction to bgj globetrotters which is really expanding into becoming like my outlet of the, the outlet of, of all the, the things that pop up in my head because I have nothing else to spend my time on I also produce some geese and stuff just because I think it's fun and then I don't have to yeah yeah just because I think it's interesting the, the, was that <clears throat> this kind of the, like a a team that's not uh, supporting teams like the the team rivalry idea of things Is that kind of yeah. that's I come about from your travels and you've seen one team and then you go to the other team and they they don't like some the guys across town or they don't like the the other big team absolutely yeah yeah absolutely that's that's where this became really clear to me i i always dislike the politics and stuff and especially when i back when i did like more like self-defense training because we never really got to test what we did i was not going to fight anyone and uh and then there's just a lot of talking the way you you like uh validate your training is by talking shit about the others basically in jiu-jitsu it's better because you can always compete and then there's no really no doubt who is who's got uh who's doing the right training and stuff but um but still, I, I really dislike the politics. And but then when I started traveling, I just I thought I'll visit anyone. I don't care what they say about each other. And they might talk so much shit about each other. And then and and then I visit every single gym in the city, and they all hate each other. But they all like super cool people and become like super good friends. So I think like, what if you guys actually met? Like <laughs> you might actually like each other, right? So, so I thought, oh, this is this is my little. Uh, addition to the to the jiu-jitsu community is to uh try to provoke that thought a little bit that you know your 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 best friend might accidentally 
have ended up in another gym. You just haven't met him yet, yeah, right. So, uh, so that's that's the idea of this community is to really to try and bring people together across affiliates and whatever all that that fantasy bullshit is. Yeah, you know, jujitsu gyms. I mean, you know it more than anybody. Are the people? Obviously, people are are there's different individuals, but like the the person that likes jujitsu is going to be uh, similar and get along with the the other random person who likes jujitsu no matter what gym they're at like how many how many people in in if you have a gym of, of of 40 people there's there's a couple of people you probably don't like a lot of people that are that are good and that you enjoy and then a couple of really good friends that's yeah. going to be the same at any gym exactly you know at the end of the day we're all just grown-ups who likes to grapple there is nothing more to it right and i mean it it can easily end up you know, being something else where you're like, oh, this is a, we're a tribe, you know, we, we fight the other guys. And <laughs> if they if they do anything wrong, we're going to hate them forever kind of thing, right? So, yeah, so I, I, I dislike that. I think everybody should be equal and, you know, you, you can find friends everywhere. And uh, uh, a, a key component to life is to be open to uh, all social connections and treat everyone you meet as a potential ex-best friend. So, yeah. So that's that's like my that's like my thing with this and and everything I do with with the Globetrotters is is really like trying to aim towards that the the, the training camps we do are just amazing vehicle like social vehicles for people meeting and connecting and I just see after every single camp there's so many friendships and people start traveling and they meet up at competitions and they they visit each other and stuff it's it's really fantastic to be able to uh, to help in in that direction a little bit and we. We send out a newsletter every month that we put a lot of effort into. Uh, I want to make a newsletter that is not. I, I always put every single newsletter I get in the spam folder. I hate newsletters, so I wanted to go for a good one. And uh, I, I have a few guys writing it, and I, uh, including myself. And uh, I think this, we just fill it up with interesting stories of people from around the world who've been traveling or like live different places or you know have an alternative view on jiu-jitsu or maybe you know train on a desert island or what i know greenland or something like so 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 that's the whole idea of the community is just like to basically loosen everything up a little bit you know like just give people an alternative yeah, if you grew up in a different town or on the other side of the city you're in and you started jiu-jitsu there, you'd be just as happy and just it's it's almost the same, it's just different people. Absolutely. You've got like you mentioned those the camps, a couple of them already sold out. How many people do you allow in a camp? Uh it depends. How many people does this this room for? Depends on the on the on the venue. Okay. We're doing this um in El Salvador, which is like a surf camp, but it's like a small house, like a, a real luxury trip with a with a super good chef cooking every day, and you have like everything is taken care of. But that's only for fifteen people, and uh, then we do like a surf camp in, uh, oh, sorry, a snowboard camp in Austria, with this room for sixty people, so it's a little bit bigger. And then when I've done camps in my own gym in Copenhagen, we had one hundred and fifty. Uh, so there's a little bit more room there. So it's it's everything from like big crazy camps where everyone is invited to like small luxury trips so you you do jiu-jitsu you surf you snowboard yeah uh, all, the, all the fun things all the just, fun just things fun stuff. <laughs> it seems like when my friends go snowboarding or, or skiing or anything like that they, they get they get hurt more likely than they than they do on the mat absolutely <laughs> that's you find that to be the case as well that some of these other 
sports are a little more injury yeah, prone yeah, than jujitsu. Yeah, definitely. So I'm excited to see 60 people enter the winter camp. We'll <laughs> see how many how many <laughs> walks out. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. No injuries on the mat, but a few uh, p- people down the down the mountain there. Yeah, definitely. One of the things I really want to ask you is, is, is how does your gym welcome a, a visitor? Do they do anything in particular? Um, well, we uh, you know uh, like a, a traveler coming by or yeah yeah someone's just yeah I'm, I'm in I'm in town I, I've talked I talked to you over the phone and, and I want to come train with you guys. How, what is my experience going to be like? First of all, you have to wear a white gi with no patches. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, or you have to buy the official Academy gi. With the well, yeah, I'll buy that. At least, at least buy the rash guard, right? And there's a mat fee of, of $20. No. No, usually people write me first and say, hey, I'm traveling. Can I come by? And I say yes. And then they walk through the door and we start training. Do you, do you uh, are, are your students um, very receptive to these people? Do they if the guy's a blue belt and you have a blue belt, is it like a little? Does typically your yeah, blue we, belt? Yeah, we're kinda... gonna we're gonna try to absolutely smash them. <laughs> I'm, I'm... No, no, no. I mean, I mean, yeah, we have we have visitors all the time. And yeah, just like I always have to introduce themselves after class, usually just to say who they are, where they come from, and uh, we just try to just like anyone else training there. I mean. Yeah. Well, I imagine you've seen a, a large variety of, of ways that gyms – I mean, you made the joke about having to have the white gi with no patches and a mat fee. Yeah. Um, you've, you've probably seen that, and, and you've experienced uh, maybe some less friendly uh, environments. And then I'm sure you've experienced some really nice environments where you felt like it was a – you were at home, and they, they really wanted you there, and it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out how a gym could maybe – uh, have a really nice policy towards the people that come in and, and visit. Well, I think it's it comes. I, I think it's difficult difficult to make like a policy. Yeah, you have just to like, be nice. Yeah, you, know, you can't you can't really say that if people are jerks. So uh, I think it's about like the general vibe you create in your gym, and that always comes from the top usually. So if you're a nice guy, welcoming, friendly, you will attract nice, welcoming, friendly people, and again, they will make visitors feel. Uh, welcome. So, uh, so that's how it is, you know. So, so what I'm trying to say is that I'm a pretty nice guy. Yeah, <laughs> that, then that helps during your travels, I'm sure, because uh, I imagine you couldn't speak the language of everywhere you went. Is that correct? No, that is correct. I don't speak 25 languages. <laughs> so, uh, how does jujitsu break get through that barrier um, that, that the that the verbal language may not get? Most people speak English. Okay, that helps. <laughs> that does so, help, or they at least have a, a couple of people that do speak English in the gym usually. Um, not not normally, but you know, if we have visitors, they everybody there will do will so. Uh, yeah, and everybody everybody speaks English in my gym at least, but I teach in Danish usually, unless we have like fifteen visitors. So. Okay, well, how about when you were when you were traveling and and not many people spoke English at the gym. Was was there m- many difficulties in in communicating, or did you just roll and? Kinda... No, no, you just you just roll. You don't have to say anything, really, right? I mean, it's always someone to translate, so yeah, that's no problem at all. Smile and, and roll and and, yeah. and keep it light. That's it. I mean, there's not much to talk about. You just try to kick to kick the guy's ass. <laughs> <laughs> how how uh, 
I'm, I'm, it's it's different. I I haven't. I just got my black belt a few months ago. I haven't even I haven't traveled with it yet. But I it I imagine I'll, it'll be a little bit different. Maybe just on my side. Maybe not on the other person's side. But but when you're traveling and you've got a colored belt around your waist, do you feel like a little bit of um, some of the other students might might really view you as like a test versus just a, a potential friend? Uh, absolutely. This, there's a lot of people who try to kill me on a regular basis. So, but that's that's part of the job, I guess. Yeah. I just, uh, I just find my happy place and just uh, you know, <laughs> just tap and then on to the next guy. Yeah. Let. Yeah. So, that's it. That's the easy way out. Yeah, that's that's a good. I mean, it's it's different than when you're at your gym because everybody knows you and they know your skill level. But when you're in a different yeah. gym, you've got people that really want to. To see how they are, they stack up against this guy who hasn't, yeah, doesn't know you. And if they really want to do that, I will just uh, let them tap me uh, fifteen times, and then I know they feel like absolute badasses, and <laughs> then uh, I will move on. You, you, you train with the next guy. Yeah, you are a confidence builder, and and people. Yeah, are. exactly. I'm 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 like that. I <laughs> give people confidence. <laughs> if, yeah, if, if they go crazy, I'll just let them do it, and then just I'm not I'm not gonna go like like force against force there I, I do that with my own guys but yeah never never with people i don't know so i'll just i'll just give them a lot of confidence and have them walk out and uh tell their friends they just tapped out a black belt like five times and uh that's super nice i mean i made that guy stay so that's one thing you can do with a black belt is you can really give people some confidence by by tapping out to them so that's nice huh that's an interesting way to think of it sir <laughs> <laughs> you you are a very nice guy. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> <laughs> so if if somebody is liking this idea of doing a little bit of traveling, or maybe when they do travel to train, do you have any advice for them how to go about doing this? Well, first of all, they can do what I just did and just Google whatever place you want to go plus BJJ and email them say, "Can I come by and train?" And usually, everyone will say, "Yay." You're most welcome. That that worked really well for me. I also uh, did the blog, like from the travel, which is bjglobetrotter.com. And uh, that's the blog from everywhere I went. And that kind of helped a lot because I created like a little mini community where people knew me and they started inviting me. But I mean, if you're also welcome to um, to check out the BJJ Globetrotters. Um, we have like um, in the newsletter every month, we have like ads from people. Uh, like openly inviting everyone to come visit like uh, all around the world. So there's some travel options right there if you are looking for inspiration or you can uh, go to our Facebook group and just say, hey, I want to go there and there. Do you know anyone there? And then usually we have like 2,000 members in the Facebook group and there's always someone replying. Like even one guy's going to, I don't know, Beijing or like Greek Island or something. There's always some, hey, I'm there, uh, let's meet up or let's roll or I have a gym there. So that's one way to do it. At least uh, that's that's the idea of the community. It's, it's of course, 100% free. You can always, it's, it's there for the for the same reason. So just to ask or use the community, there's a million people. You can also check out the affiliated academy, which are not really affiliated academies in, in the traditional sense, but they're just like, uh, you know, at least uh, there's a big world map and there's uh more than a hundred academies, you can just take it from one end and then write them and say, "Can I come visit?" And they all agree to give visitors at least a week of free training. So there you have one hundred weeks of free training to get started with. 
Yeah, that's a really cool map. It's got those little little pin drops all over the world, yep. and you can see how how far you've reached in, in the community that have a similar training attitude that, as yep. you do. And we have the same for individual members, which people can sign up. And uh, and uh, this like seventeen hundred now individual members. So you can just look up anywhere in the world with a member of the Globetrotters and say, "Hey, can I come visit you?" And there you have a one place to go so I would that's one way to do it or you can just do it on your own just uh, contact NGM I'll, I'll recommend doing that that worked really well for me so and I don't want you to, to like necessarily name any gems in particular but in in your travels did you get the feel that maybe an instructor wasn't really that qualified and and what what was like a big clue that that if, if you got that anything like that not really I don't think I ran into that really. No, they were all pretty reputable guys, and they all knew what they were talking about. Yeah, it seemed like it. I didn't run into like any phony like dojo black belts. Okay, <laughs> not, not as far as I remember. Were all of the? Uh, I'm guessing that all the gyms uh, rolling was was part of the training, or did any of them skip out on that and they just taught some techniques and called it a day? Uh, I honestly don't remember. There were, there were 56 gyms. Yeah, so that's I, true. <laughs> I, I think I rolled with the yeah. old gyms. So. If you had to guess, what what time, uh, what percentage of time did the instructor roll with you? Oh, that would be uh, a wild guess. I have no idea. Most of the time, you think? Or, or would they just kind of let you, the students? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I would, oh, sorry. I misunderstood the question. Uh, yeah, most of the time. I rolled with almost all the instructors. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's something that, I mean, that's part of the experience I think of the gym is to get to to roll with the instructor, and it may not be able to happen if it's if they're busy or they're yeah. if they have a lot or of students, but it's it's a nice thing to to kind of see where uh, everybody's coming from and and how they're yeah. learning. At least myself, I, I I I try to roll with every single person walk through the door. I mean, if they ask for it, not yeah. like if they ask for their bathroom or something, I don't roll with them. But just if they if they come for training, at least I I try to. To to roll with them, so but sometimes you know you like you might be injured or or uh, like for now I I trained really hard for the Europeans and it's like one week left and I don't roll want to roll with any crazy strong athletic twenty uh, year old purple belt who want to try to see if he can kill me right so or or complete beginners who I don't know their pattern of movement so so I'll say no to a few guys in this period but I mean. Other than that, I roll with everyone. Cool. Except for um, the training camps with 150 people, that's that would take just many hours <laughs> of sparring. So that's that's kind of impossible. Yeah, that would that would be a bit much. How how were you able to to manage uh, injuries and 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 healing? Were you able to to stay injury free during your travel? Uh, for some reason, I think I must have some serious credit on my karma account because when I traveled, I had no injuries. I had a little bit of trouble with my knee from before the trip, but uh, I, on the whole trip of 56 academies, I sprained one finger at, uh, when I competed in the world. So that was it. I think also because of my attitude when I was rolling, I just went super easy with everyone. Um, uh, so I was super lucky there. Uh, but then when I came home, everything kind of exploded, and I had like two knee surgeries and fucked up my back for 10 months. And so, yeah. 
But I, I advise the more you, you, you roll with, with strangers, the more you get used to just like relax and defend and not go ape shit because it's pretty obviously that obvious that's not a good idea. It seems like, you know, and it's unfortunate, but when sometimes when a guest comes in and they're like a higher ranking uh, belt, that they end up getting like everybody's A game. Like, so when, when I go train tonight, <clears throat> Pardon me. When I go train tonight, I'll have a playful role, a hard role, uh, a challenging one, and, and a fun one. Like they kind of they're they're mixed in. Like who 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 I'm rolling with, and, and the level that they're trying to come at me, yeah. or the level I'm trying to go at them. But a lot of times, as as visitors, like I'll get a, a guest, and they've they've had like the we're on the fourth or fifth round, and like. Hey man, we're gonna we're gonna go light today this time because I can tell you've just had four really hard rolls. Is yeah. that? It seems like you get as a guest sometimes a lot of really challenging uh, matches Absolutely, back to yeah. back. <laughs> so I, I just I just decided on my trip. I was just gonna work on defense. Yeah. Try try to not get swept. Try to not get submitted. Try to let everybody pass and try to escape uh, side control and stuff. That's that's what I did basically. Yeah, I, and I, that's a that's a cool way to do it. If if you let me pass right away and you get side control and you're able to get out, like you know that it's not going to be that it's not going to be a real uncomfortable role because yeah, yeah. It's, you already gave me you know, what, what I always do is and and I've 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 been doing this ever since I came home from that trip is whenever I roll with someone the, the, like the first thing I just let them play through their entire game thing like I let them do their pass I let them do their whatever setup uh, get a submission whatever tap me out and then the next round I'll give them a little bit more and I think it's good for many things first of all to loosen up a little bit like I'm not going to go head on from the first minute and also um, it's good for me to see pe- people's games and, and try to figure it out if I just go my full on A game from the first second I'm they might never get a chance to play their like best moves, and then I, I'll never figure out what they do. So, so I always let people play their their game a few times, and then both for me and for them, and for the sake of the of the peace in the universe. Yeah, and that's good for the as an instructor as well, because you could see, you know, if you've got a white belt or a blue belt, you may never see how good their triangle is because. They're not going to get a triangle even started. Absolutely, on it. but but if they've got a serious problem with with finishing their triangle, and you you're in the triangle, you could you could tell that now, opposed yes. to just smashing past it and not letting them start it. That's a it's a it's pretty neat. So when did you start competing? Was that pretty early on in in your jiu-jitsu time, or was it after? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we didn't, there was no competition, so we just had to make one. And then first one was just us, like the guys training, and then we had another gym coming in, and then. But it was there was not much back then, so so I competed a lot. There's like white belt, blue belt. Then I got my purple belt, and I got scared of losing. And then I stopped competing for a while, and then I started again. Cool, and it's just no big deal. You just go out there, and like you you mentioned earlier, you're gonna go see what works, what doesn't, and see what the other what you need to work on. Yeah, well, I I picked my techniques already, and I know I can pull them off. And uh, so now it's just a matter of finding out whether that guy I'm randomly going to compete against, that he has the reactions to defend it or he's going to do his moves first. So it's really simple, but it's still like incredibly complex. So we'll find out on Saturday. That sounds fun. If you think of yourself before your trip and then after, how, how much did you actually l- learn and change what you do? 
Or was a lot of that mental? And I think that that trip kind of it didn't change anything because I knew this was how I wanted to kind of see and experience the world. But it really like supercharged everything for me. It it just uh, made me uh, see like what, what can you say? See the entire world from above. Like see everything as as, as a whole and uh, really think about this building a community and. Uh, and uh, focusing on, on on creating more social connections and more gr- good experience for myself and everyone. So, uh, so I think I've always done that, but I've just like been going nuts with it after I came home, and it's never ending, and it's always seemed to just get bigger and bigger. So, so that's really nice. I just uh, I just have a great feeling, you know, after that trip, and I I keep that feeling inside of me still. So, so I guess that's that's what's that's what changed since before then. I like. As we're having this interview, I get the feeling that <coughs> jujitsu is is not chokes and arm bars to you. It's it's the people that that you're doing it with and and, and experiencing and and growing with. And and yeah, you do chokes. You get to roll and you and you have fun. But it's 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 about it's about people. Absolutely, it's a it's a vehicle for life for me at least. So. I just I, I like to roll. Uh, I, it could have been anything else that I would try to use as a vehicle for uh, uh, traveling, meeting people, uh, experiencing things. And uh, but um, now it's it it ends up being jujitsu, and I really enjoy the sport. And uh, it's really great for. Uh, I mean, I have seemed like I have an unlimited resource of of friends and experiences just waiting for me to go pick it up. So. That's that's what what you just said for me, and that's really what I'm trying to share with the with the whole Globe Trotters uh, project. So, yeah, I think if if you're just thinking about Jisoo and and trying to to get a better armbar and trying to win a tournament, you're missing out on a large part of what it has to offer. Well, yeah, I think it's a short term strategy for for life, basically. Uh, Christian, how would somebody get a hold of you or or uh, contact you? Uh, just find me on Facebook. Or uh, email me, or go to bjjglobetrotters dot com. Or I I always answer my emails, uh, or at least my virtual assistant in the Philippines will answer it with, in my name. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I reply to all emails, so everybody is welcome to email me, or if they want to, I don't know, ask me something, or come by for training or something. Cool, most yeah. welcome. Yeah, I mean, I don't know you. I sent you an email, and you email me back within a few hours, and. And here we are. So I yeah, really appreciate I, that. I nothing else to do. I'm just waiting for a potential new friends to, you know. <laughs> so you want want to go grab a cup of coffee or something? <laughs> I will, but it, see, it's it's morning for me right now, and oh, you're yeah, in the middle yeah, afternoon yeah. over there. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, it's been fun uh, talking with you and getting to know you, and uh, wish you tra- safe travels and uh, all your BJJ camps you have coming up. And uh, I head out in the snow to the post office and send out a few geese. That's my plan for today. Oh, uh, and buy diapers, my list says. So I better do that. You better, yeah, you better keep them stocked up, my friend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. Christian, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Have All a nice right. day. You too. And sorry for getting you up this early. No, no, I, I was up already. I che- You noticed I checked... Uh, 
That's I right, sent you that yeah, email. I, I, I rolled over. I was like, oh, I, I get excited when I have something to do in the morning, you know? <laughs> I've got some morning guy, and I, I maybe he emailed me, and I, sure enough, he did. So I, I emailed you back, went back to sleep. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Cool, man. All, all right. right. Have a nice day. Yeah, you too. Bye bye. Have a nice day. Bye. Well, that was Christian Grogart, and you can check him out at BJJ Globetrotter or BJJGlobetrotters.com. And I'll put links to all that stuff on the show notes. Check him out on Facebook, guys. He's always got a lot of cool stuff going on, and, and uh, hopefully you'll be close enough, or you can just travel like he does. Uh, and check out one of his camps he has coming up. But uh, it's interesting. He's That's so crazy. I, when I saw the, him doing all this traveling stuff and like oh my goodness look at this guy i figured he had some job that sent him all over the world and he happened to just go to do jujitsu things not the case he was just traveling i couldn't believe it when he like that sounds I mean, crazy. That's like everybody's dream right yeah now. just travel around meet people but you know that also shows how the jujitsu community works yeah it's everybody's so welcoming they'll let you in their home where you don't have to spend the money for a hotel if you're going to stay a while as long as you're a good person yeah but um yeah that's uh that's the cool thing about this sport yeah and and i think one of the biggest things i got from from the interview was that the gyms are are so similar from gym to gym and the people that do jujitsu are similar that you know, you, you may not have like real warm feelings towards the gym across town or maybe the other gym in the state that's the, the competitor or the big rival gym. But really, if you happen to walk into that gym, you know, however many years ago when you started jiu-jitsu, you're probably just as happy there. I mean, yeah. your friends are there too. You just don't know. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of a recurring thing that I think that he got across to me eventually. You know, that's I kind of figured him out, figured out what he his big message is that the people you don't know are your friends. You just haven't met him yet. You know, so uh, take anything from this. When, when somebody, whether a traveler or a new student, comes into the door, try to be try to take it upon yourself to really welcome them to the gym. Uh, you, you know, get to know them a little bit, see why they're there. You know, obviously, you know if you have thirty students, not, not every thirty one of them could do this. It's overwhelming. But but if you think that if nobody's doing it, step up. Even if you're yeah. white belt, you know, hey, what's your name? I'm my name yeah. is this, and you know, glad you're here. What brought you in? Yeah. Even as a white belt, if you're friendly, that's what the person's looking for their yeah. first day. Yeah, walking in that first day to a place, you know, let's say you just came from out of town, you're visiting yeah. relatives. Just that person who just made you feel comfortable, and you're going to get to that point that every time you're back into town to visit. You felt so comfortable. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to go see John again up at uh, yeah. you know at the gym. I can't wait to go train. Yeah. And if anybody's traveling from outside of town, you know, ask me if they have any questions about the yeah. city you live in or what's going yeah. on. And yeah. just be a just be. Yeah. And if you're, friend. you're a group of guys there at the gym, guys, girls that you know go out, to, you know, get some wings or drink a beer sometimes or watch a game. Invite the invite the the person along. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times, if you're in town for business. You don't have anything to do after hours. <laughs> yeah, your, yeah. You're hurting for to do something. some activity. Yep. So just just kind of, I would, it would be good for jiu as a whole, as people just were, that they were a little more outgoing to the new students. Yes. We have some gi patches to give away, Gary. Yes, we do. Uh, if you want to write your uh, what your BJ brick is, which is like your favorite submission or favorite technique, or maybe a, like if you have a like a series of these, a technique that you could just is like a brick that you could smash with, and, and that that you're really confident in, you know, that would be a brick. If you write that in on the Facebook page on the on the episode, like my brick is Kimura or my brick is Guillotine, 
uh, I'll get with you. So this is the, this part we get a little confused sometimes. Is you'll get a message from a guy named Byron Jabara, and he'll say, "Hey, thanks for you know telling us your brick. What's your address?" And I think that scares some people because some respond, "Hey, yeah, thanks. You know, happy to listen." But if they they don't really realize that, why is this guy asking me for yeah. my address? No. Well, I can't mail you out a gee patch via Facebook. So it'd be nice if you could. <laughs> yeah. And what we could do also. So we're talking about having that episode with questions. Yeah. So maybe how about the first, you know, five questions get sent into us? Five serious questions that yeah. get sent into us. We'll uh, send you out a patch. Okay, that'd be that'd work. Yeah, and that'll also get us an episode. We'll make it easy. If you if you want a patch and you want to send a question in, go ahead and include your address on the bottom yeah. of the. Uh, don't post it to like the big Facebook page because you'll have your address in front of everybody. Maybe you can, maybe you don't. But if you send us an email or you send us a private message on Facebook, put we'll, your address there. We'll take care. We of it. will put you on. The, we'll put your question on the air, and then we'll also send you out a patch. Yep, that's a good idea, Gary. Kind of get. Kind of get our new uh, potential show idea I do going. come up with good ideas every now and then. Gary, that's, that's awesome. I've been thinking about this for weeks. <laughs> uh, just a reminder here, if you want a little bit more BJ to Brick stuff, we've got those audiobooks. If you sign up for our email list, you could do that via the Facebook page. There's a little form to fill out. Or on the website, you just enter in your name and email address. and They, they get sent out every Tuesday, uh, usually I think in the morning. Uh, connect with us. Uh, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, email, whatever. We're pretty easy to get a hold of, guys. I think. If you're ever in Wichita, please uh, message us. We'd love to train with you. Yeah, we'll be happy to provide you a little bit of mat space and welcoming you in, like uh, like the BJJ traveler that you're that you're being at the time. So yeah, the globe trotter. <laughs> yeah. Next week we have Rolly Delgado, an interview set up with him. So we're looking forward to that, aren't we, Gary? Oh, definitely looking forward to that. So if you're a fan of Rolly Delgado or you're interested in learning a little bit about leg locks or about what he's got going on, uh, check us out. It should be next uh, next Monday. So here we go. It's been fun, guys. Keep training hard. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Stay sweaty, my friends. Thank you for listening. I hope you find the time today to roll. After all, the best way to get better at Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is to do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He once farted during open mat. The smell was so spectacular. Eddie Bravo named the guard. Damn it. <laughs> you brought it wrong. You put name two guard after it. <laughs> <Name> a guard. <laughs>